I'm Christian Bush. And I'm Cindy Watts. Welcome to our podcast, 52. I turned 52 this year, believe it or not, and I am releasing 52 songs to celebrate. This podcast looks at the relationship between my 52 new songs and 52 of my most popular songs from my back catalog with plenty of stories and laughs along the way. Uh, one and two, Christian checking. Hello, hello. Is that oh, good? Come on. Oh, it's supposed to be louder. God. Okay. Hang on. Didn't they tell you to project in class? I'm, I'm, I'm quiet with nothing to say ever. Cindy Watts. Oh my gosh. Your pen that you wield when you <laughs> write things is the opposite of a person who's quiet. I'm quiet with no opinions. So does that mean when I read your articles, I should be reading them in a very soft voice in my head? Hmm. Oh, oh, then I'll make this the first question of today's podcast. Oh, I can't wait. When you read things, do you read them aloud in your mind? It depends on what it is. And it depends on the day. When I read things, I often, you know, I can read them in my head. I can think I'm reading them in my head and they're really coming out of my mouth. (laughs) Have you looked at something? Do you do you mouth words when you speed read? 200%. Really? Absolutely. So do you know that some musicians sing the notes they play? Yes. I always thought that was weird. They The better jazz players do it. They're like, and you're like, dude, you're playing it already. Why are you singing it? Keith Urban does that. Crazy. Yep. Brad Paisley does that too. Come to think about it. Of course Brad does. Yes, he's... Are you ready for your jokes? I can't wait. I'm not reading these in my head You're not. with a voice. <laughs> other than my... I want you to, when you read dad jokes, to hear my voice. That's really what I'm... This I, is all a long play to get to that. I see. So you're trying to infiltrate people's consciousness with your voice and dad jokes. Yes, I am a spy in real life. Now that we're clear. I got ran over by a rental car. It hurts a lot. I just had to pay for a rental car. That hurt a lot, too. <laughs> what should you do if you're addicted to seaweed? White Christian. Sea kelp. <laughs> I don't understand seaweed. It's like you chew it and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. You know? Well, it's because it's got water in it. So does your body. I don't like it. So, oh, okay. Hey, okay. Totally change. Was it like like Rice changing paper the on sea on, on changing the rolls. dad joke subject completely? Fine then. What's green, fuzzy, has four legs, and will kill you if it falls out of a tree. Well, it's clearly not seaweed. A pool table. <laughs> what? <laughs> See, I finally got the I got the laugh. I had to go to silly to get it to it's work. Completely ridiculous. <laughs> and now I have a mental picture of that of this like pool table. Maybe with a cat sitting on it, falling out of a tree. Happy Saturday. <laughs> okay, today. Today. Today's discussion yes. um, is presenting two songs. That obviously, because that's what we do that's here. That's what we do. Uh, and the songs, um, in my opinion, the reason that I'm, I'm grouping them together is because they're sexy songs. Alrighty. Now, this is saying a lot because if you've seen me perform live, 
there is a little bit of a shtick that I sometimes fall into where I explain to people that how much I wish I was Prince or had not even was Prince just had the abilities that Prince have had has I think he's still alive in my heart oh of course um to write sexy sexy songs like Prince there's there are people out there that can write songs or maybe when they sing songs it makes me want to go do the dirty it makes me feel comfortable in my most uncomfortable moments of making out. You know what I mean? Like I hear the music and I'm like, Ooh, this is, ah, oh, this is exactly right. You got it all. It's now it's right. I don't know if it's just, I'm a, I'm a white boy and I'm a little bit like Protestantly ashamed of like the things. And I want to embrace my sexuality. I don't know, but sometimes music helps. Okay. So we're going to need to know what those songs are. What are, what is Christian Bush's make out music? Oh my gosh. I probably fall on two sides. Okay. I, it just depends on, cause the, there's two different kinds of kissing. There's like, you know, passionate kissing. And then there's, we're doing something we probably shouldn't be doing kissing. And those are different. I think so. For I personally, think. I, I feel that way. Um, and when I'm in like passionate kissing mode, um, it is, uh, Al Green, Otis Redding. It is, uh, a particular kind of soul music. That's happening probably um, early to mid 60s and gives up somewhere like 76, 77. You know, uh, when Al Green jumps the shark and starts wearing white, you know, like <laughs> I, I think that's that's where I push the pause button on that. <laughs> um, and then if it's like really over the top, I've totally cracked you up. Cause you know that album cover. <gasps> oh. Okay, I'm back. Kinda. Tell, Tell me more. Then. What are you feeling? Uh, I'm just trying to hold it together. That's all. <laughs> it's like my eyes are watering, my nose is running. Now it's itching. Yeah. All right then, go on. Um, but when when things need to get you know a lot more serious, like, well, I don't mean serious. I mean probably a lot more unhinged. Uh huh. Um. I am less a uh, uh, a dirty gangsta rapper uh-huh. and more of a straight up Megan the Stallion. Oh, we've had this conversation. Yeah. Like yeah. she gets so nasty, I get embarrassed, and then it gets me past my safe space. Like that should actually be my safe words, Megan the Stallion. Oh my god, Christian! No, it's I'm learning things from her I didn't even know were possible, and that I like. I'm going to have to listen to Megan Thee Stallion on the way home. There's one of the funniest things I saw on the internet this week was uh, somebody (laughs) had taken their phone, some dude, I might have even been Foster at a show, and he was like middle-aged men trying to nod their head to Megan Thee Stallion at the iHeart Country Festival or the iHeart Festival, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's like men, like, you can look at them. They look as scared as I I feel. (laughs) When I hear some of that and I was looking at them all like, oh my gosh, this is really funny. Um, thank goodness I've embraced that part of myself. That's right. So funny. But anyway, uh, songs, I think, set the mood. Do you, uh, do candles set the mood? What else sets the mood? Dinner. Den- well. A chick flick? Romantic I comedy? Think I think that's like the death so, note. I think it's so tricky because I think it. I think it has to do with the person you're with more than anything. 
Yeah. You know, because one thing almost, doesn't work for everybody. One thing doesn't work for everybody. And I almost think if the mood almost doesn't even need to be set sometimes because you're just live in that space if the person is there. Oh, I love watching you get nervous. It is it is oh. the most fun thing ever. <laughs> At least we've got it recorded. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so the songs today are um, uh, off of 52, a song called Way With Words, which uh, is, according to uh, my daughter, dis- disgustingly sexy dad, why are you singing that? Lovely. Um, which just means it made her a little uncomfortable and she's a teenager. And so therefore it, I leaned into it. Sorry to say, does it tickle you to watch her squirm? A little bit. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. But she does the same to me. Oh. You know, she loves to make me, it's like, really dad, those pants, you're going to wear those. Those are the pants you're wearing today. Not even like nice pants. Like that would be what a teenager would say. She like rubs it in like, what are you going to roll them up now too? Well, no. So my son nine, when he was four, he goes, mommy, your belt doesn't match your dress. Go change your belt. And now that he's nine. Yeah, no, it is. I can't even imagine what he'll be like when he's 17. Like clothes, I order clothes. They come in. He's like, mommy, no, mommy, that's cut too low. Mommy, it's not fitted the right way. I, Mommy, I hate to tell you this, uh-huh. but in about two years, you are furniture. Oh, no. No matter what you're wearing. Mm. I know it's sad, but it's true. Those people listening who know that this is true are also nodding their heads going, Cindy, love it. Live it while you can. Oh, I'm devastated now. I'm pairing away with words. Go on. With a, a Sugarland song off of Love on the Inside called What I'd Give. Very good. Which is also, in my opinion... A very sexy song. Um, now, on the range of sexy, like on the left is like a uh, uh, completely non-sexy song. And on the right is, I don't know, whatever the nastiest nasty you can think of. Megan the Stallion. Yeah, or there might have been some early Rick James that was nastier than that at some point. But anyway, on that continuum, I don't think either of these songs push past the midline. Do you know what I mean? And in yeah. reality, if I'm supposed to really be honest with myself. But in the, if you were just looking at Christian's meter. At the Christian meter? Like of what I can possibly get out to, to of my embarrassment enough to say, sing or say. And it's almost like getting a picture taken of yourself where you're not smiling if you're me, like a brooding me. That album cover for New Blue. Oh, it's great. I, I, I reluctantly picked it because it made me the most uncomfortable. Because I don't brood like that. No, you're the least broody person I know. But the picture's great. And it's broody. Yeah, well, you know. Y'all are so confusing, you ladies. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we're going to start here um, uh, Way With Words. And I honestly didn't know that this was me and my guys recording this in Atlanta. When I heard it back, I was like, oh, this is a Nashville thing. Somebody in Nashville is going to record this. I don't even have to admit that it's me. <laughs> Thinking that somebody's going to do that, right? 
and when we were culling through all this stuff, I had originally tried to f- put all these songs together as a as a love album, a song, uh, right. an album of love songs. And I thought, oh, that'll be good. This is like uncomfortably steamy. I'll put it in the pile, knowing full well it would never go on the album. Sure enough, here we are. Here we are. And I let's just listen to it. All right. Like a kiss in the morning Sounds better when it's coming from her What can I say? She's got a way with words They come out just as soft as a whisper Still hear the Georgia dripping right off Make you sing, make you sing like a preacher Late at night make the whole world stop What can I say? But she's got a way with words I wanna let that sweet sound ring out Take me away The tip of her tongue for the rest of my days If you wanna hear such a huge track i mean it sounds so big it does and i i was shocked when i actually went to go and mix this for this i was like wow 
it, it seems like I was really into a very pop idea, which is repeat the melody over and over again. And then I'm a big Brian Eno fan. Uh, he's a producer. He's a uh, uh, an artist as well. And uh, worked a lot with a lot of the bands that you know, if you were like Talking Heads or uh, U2, things like that. And had his own band. He was in uh, Roxy Music. But um, one of the things that I loved about him is he has these little cards that he has issued at some point during his career. And they are challenges during production. And one of the cards that I pulled somewhere around this time out of this deck was, if it's good, layer it with everything. So there's a point in that song, if you listen back, where it gets close to the solo, I had every instrument playing the same riff. Even the singer joined in and went, na, 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 na. Everyone was, the bass was playing it, the guitar was playing it, the, the Hammond was playing it, and it that almost never happens. I love it, though. But it becomes something really... Yeah, yeah. It's a moment. And that's why I think the music is even being sexy. It's, it's like, yeah, no, it's we're going to do all of this. We're going to do it the same way. You know, like fascinating. Although in the middle of this song, I realized when men write sexy songs, it's about celebrating a woman. And when a woman is delivering a sexy song, many times it's her painting a picture. So m- men... Typically, it's not like, this is what I'm going to do to you. It's, you are amazing. You are beautiful. You are so sexy. You are what, you know, like, and and women are like, I wish we could do this. Yeah. Right? It's like two different ways that you communicate turn on. Or maybe you're doing it in a way you hope the other person hears it. Well, I think that's what it is. I think that women are... (laughs) Women are communicating their wishes. Like you say, songs or wishes. Yeah. I think when women write sexy songs, those are their wishes. I think that's the difference. And and men are just trying to compliment you enough to get out of, get you out of your clothes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Women are like, hold my hand. Men are like, take off your underwear. <laughs> okay, then. Put it on. Take it off. Put it on. Take it off. Lingerie. Um, <laughs> uh I joke about that all the time. My friend Ashley Wilson, in a, we were in a band together called the Wagon Wheels, but she had a band uh, with her friend, the late Mark Reynolds, and, and Ashley and Mark had this song where Ashley would sing, and she's gay. So she'd be like, oh yeah, I don't know about lingerie. Put it on, take it off, put it on, take it off. <laughs> and the whole uh, the audience would just crack up each time. Um, so, I mean, would that be considered? I mean, I don't think Brett Eldridge would sing that song, and he's a sexy dude. Because I don't think he would say that. He does, that's not how he would get you. Like, who would sing Way With Words? Well, it's interesting because, you know, Blake Shelton had a song called Way With Words, but it was the opposite. Well, I know, which is why we wrote this literally months before that. And when I turned it in, they were like, yeah, no. I was like, what do you mean? Yeah, no. Yeah, there's another song with that exact title. So we're not going to pitch this song. So... Second time that has happened to me. Well, you know, the Blake Shelton song, Way With Words, is the only song up until that point. It broke his number one streak. He had this like crazy long 
number one streak of songs and they put that put out that song and it and it broke it like i can't remember like how many it was but it was a lot and it didn't and, and, it and didn't like work. and that kind of snapped it if it had my version of it it would have worked it would work but that's, he was an angry man he was an angry man at that time he should have chosen your version instead of his oh, version he ended up with the punk and rock, punk, punk rock girl so she's I, lovely he's lovely i love everyone well, this would be a great transition to this other song. So, story behind this, I'll never forget because we were at the, and they keep renaming the theater. It was at the time, it was maybe the Nokia Theater and then it became something else. Yeah, it was yeah, this yeah. New York theater that's in the basement. And it's a very large theater. And we were playing there as Sugarland, and we were writing songs for album three. Yes. And... We were, I we were doing a, a maybe a a, a a one off or a two off from the Kenny Chesney tour that we were on, mm-hmm. and Jennifer at the time was dating Clayton. Okay, was a guitar player for Chesney, and he was with us backstage, and I just started playing this kind of guitar riff, and the more you know me, the more you realize I just recycle my own music over and over again because I might like a guitar riff but then I could write three different songs to it um, I, I think I might have even displayed this on a show recently where you I, did and I, started, I lost my mind I started playing what I give and then I like slipped into another song of mine into feeling it, fine or it, something. it was the I cackled I it it, <laughs> it was fantastic I was stunned it was amazing. I guess I should do that more often I didn't I mean, know that it, was oh yeah no it it, it did I, it slayed me it was amazing Anyway, go on. Oh, I love it. So we were we were uh, playing around with this sort of vibe, and it feels very. At the time, I was listening to a lot of the Faces. You remember this band, Faces? No. Sorry. No. Okay. It was um, an interesting band because it was like a band before everybody became superstars. Okay. But you, the songs you would remember by them, at least the one I was thinking of, was this um, "Ooh La La." That um, I wish I would have known. I wish what I know now when I was younger. Uh, it was um, the band had uh, like Rod Stewart in it. He was the singer. There was like a whole bunch of people. It was one of these British bands that preceded a bunch of others. There was a I, uh, maybe Clapton was in there for a second or maybe one of the Rolling Stones or something. But um, I loved this idea of what was going on where it was acoustic instruments and they were panned hard right and left. And what I did is I took a lot of that information and a lot of how they made those records and made love on the inside that way. Mm-hmm. Um, which meant people who can play their instruments sitting in a room and they play very rhythmically. They don't play in a way that is supposed to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to play in a way that makes you dance. <laughs> right. It's a different way to play an acoustic instrument. Um, uh, uh, it has a lot of relationship to say bluegrass. Now mm-hmm. bluegrass makes you move when you hear it. You're using a mandolin, not to be pretty, but to be the drummer. Right. Right. So it's different ideas. And at the time I was kind of trying to convince Jennifer, we need to play 12 strings and you know, these, all these different little kind of instruments that would feel very wooden. They'd feel very, what I would, what I love about country music and what I love about Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So, we started writing this song and we started writing it right then and there. And Clayton was with us 
and he wrote, he's a co-writer on the song and, uh, and Jennifer and myself. And then I took it home maybe a week or two later and I started to record it in my studio and I sang it all. (laughs) And then when I sent it to her, she needed it in a different key to sing it. And then she sent it back and sang it like that. And then I like muted half of her things and made it a duet. It would have been in the first Sugarland duet and where both of us were singing and I turned it in and I got response from Luke that Luke Lewis, Luke it Lewis. was the label head. Yeah. It broke my heart a little, but I understood. He said, Hey, I think this is really cool. And of course it's an album track. No one will ever really hear this, but um, I don't think we can have you singing first because then they won't know it's Sugarland. And I was like, okay, no problem. And everyone, like a parent, like beautifully forgot that it was supposed to be a duet through the entire recording process until we came down to it at the end. And I was like, hey, is it time for me to go in and put my duet parts in? And everyone was like, you know, maybe this is just best the way it is. And I was like, I see here now that I have to, uh, I have to really throw elbows to prove myself Mm. to the machinery about Mm -hmm. my voice. They still wasn't ready. No one was really excited. Um, so instead I, uh, not instead, but part of what I had had in my original demo was I, I wanted what happens at the end of, um, purple rain to happen in one of our songs, Uh which is if it's a sexy song and the song's only two or three minutes long, then I think you need a giant guitar solo at the end to help every 17 year old that's listening to this finally get up the nerve in the back seat to start making out. (laughs) Like don't let the song end. If it feels good, give, get, give these teenagers the runway they need. (laughs) To just be like, God, this is really good. Yes, so good. Oh, then you know, like nervously touch hands, maybe lean in the head. Oh my God, are we gonna kiss? Are we gonna kiss and kiss? And then, of course, the only thing that that kind of reflects that is the guitar solo. <laughs> now, what we're gonna do now is listen to the song. Okay, then. All right. Yeah. This is what I'd give. What I give to bring you flowers What I give to get you alone What I give to bring a smile across your face What I give to take you you coffee Find out how you like your eggs Wrapped around you in the morning A tangled lace of arms and legs What I give to let you love me Everything that brings you joy 
could make a baby in that amount of guitar See? solo now yeah. you're starting to get it 
You could. <laughs> but I really, I want to hear the duet version. Oh, I would play that for you if I could have found it this morning. Oh, <laughs> did you look for it and could not find it? Well, it wasn't easily reachable on my hard drive of history. I want to hear it sometime. I I will. I will play it for you sometime. And um, because like listening to it with those ears, it, like it, it, you yeah. can see, it was written kind oh, of. Oh, it a duet. needs to be a duet. Yeah. And of course, when I sing it in a solo show, I get to flip it. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not hard to flip that. Right. Um. But Jennifer has such a big range that she can sing the lower part and the higher part, so it fe- feels like a lift. Um. What I learned, uh, besides that other part about my own voice and just kind of the record company wasn't ready for it. But, um, I also learned that any song over a certain amount of length Mm -hmm. has to be paid twice. That I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. And I learned it on this song. This song is five minutes and 26 seconds long. Maybe it's a very, it's, there's not a lot to the song, but the outro is so long. Yeah. And, Um, I remember like, (laughs) this is so petty because I, but you know, we're on a podcast. We might as well tell the story. I was so kind of personally, um, my feelings were hurt that we didn't do it as a duet Mm -hmm. that I was like, Oh, you like my idea of having the long outro, but you don't like my idea about me singing along. Like I was mad about it. Well, yeah. And then I was like, well, I'm just going to cut that song down. And then the more I started hearing it and I was like, oh, Christian, quit being about you and start being about the song, would you? And it was one of those moments where I was like, no, of course, of course this needs to be that long because it does. It does provide you with this opportunity in the middle of this album. There's nowhere like Sugarland doesn't give you a chance to chill out. We just don't. Even on the slow songs, we really want you to cry. Yes. You know? And so I, as a flavor, and especially for this particular collection of songs, it's a wonderful, incredible moment in the listening part of the album, but it also provided us with this wonderful way to play it on stage. And I got to play giant guitar hero time. Even like we did this, on the ACMs because we were challenging ourselves to play every song on television. Oh, so there is a moment at the ACMs where I'm playing mandolin the whole time. I take it off my, over my head and put it onto Jennifer and hand her my pick. Mm -hmm. And she starts playing mandolin Mm -hmm. and they bring me an electric guitar and I do a solo off to the end of the song. That's an, I'm going to look up that moment. That's amazing. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Because I didn't think anybody would realize she could play that, nor did they ever really realize I could do that. Right. But I, I thought that might be neat to yeah, do in the world of country music. Really cool. But there's that sexy songs. I mean, did you consider yourself? I mean, I know that I was cheering in the middle of that at some point. Yes. Yes, you were. Mainly because Aunt, um, I was cheering at what? Nothing. I was cheering for my teenage self, finally getting the gumption up to like kiss her. <laughs> what? Nothing. You just don't want to imagine my teenage self? Oh, no, 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 no. I just, I, you know, I, I feel like I've, I've been doing it wrong all of this time. Have you not been using music? No, to... no. Cindy Watts. It's I one know. of the languages you speak. It's work. 
it can be used for fun. It's war. I mean, no, it's like, it's like, okay, now we're going to do this. No, I know that guy. I don't want him in the bedroom. No, I know mm. him too. I don't want him there either. No, yeah, no, 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 I, no. I understand. What you need is people that you don't know. Oh. Try Al Green. Prince yeah. is dead. He cannot be in the room. <laughs> I don't know Prince. See what I mean? Like, but I get it. I get it. But if, I mean, if you're one of those girls that, I don't know. What do you need? Classical music? Nobody singing? I don't know. I don't know what I need. I've never. Jazz? That music has never. Are you a jazz seductress? No. All right. At some point, we need to report back. Oh, God. <laughs> Cindy going, you know what? The music that, you know, helps me get there mm-hmm. is fill in the blank here. No, oh, Lord. Oh, this Lord. is amazing. I love that the weirdness of this particular episode has given you nothing to talk about. <laughs> we found we found <gasps> the edge of the map for Cindy Watts. <sighs> I love it. Oh my goodness. All right, until next time. All right, bye Christian. Goodbye Cindy. <laughs> Hey everybody, Christian Bush here. Cindy Watts. And we would like to thank you for joining us for another episode of 52. If you'd like to write us with questions or comments, you can contact us at 52thepodcast at gmail.com. That is the number 52. Or by leaving us a voicemail at 803-900-5252. Also, remember, the best way to help us is to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Please and thank you. You can follow me at Christian Bush on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can follow Cindy at Cindy Watts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. Thank you for listening and please join us next week.